Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to once again have you here, unless this is your first time. If it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to the Tube Labs community. So this show is the reverse of last week's show. Now, after you listen to this show, you just might want to listen to last week's show if you have not, because this week's show is about what to do before you create your next video. Last week's show was what to do after you launch your video. Some of the things overlap a little bit, believe it or not. Honestly, when we listen to this show week after week, we have little nuggets that are a little bit different, especially when we have guests on the show. However, there's some very core elements to growing a YouTube channel. And I've seen it many times with many different channels, my channels, friends' channels, clients' channels, and there are basic elements that we need to pay attention to and consider. And one that you've heard quite a bit, especially probably in the last three or four months, you've heard me say over and over again, what is the video that the people who appreciated the last video would like to see? However, before you upload your next video, you need to ask yourself the question, did they enjoy the last video? How did that last video work out? Did you take the time to compare with this new metric, the first 24 hours? Have you compared your last video to the videos previous? Maybe the last two or three or four videos. How well did it do? Are you building on momentum? If you understand how important momentum is in the YouTube ecosystem, you'll understand why you need to kind of look back at those last three or four and maybe select for your next video the one that did the best. As we know, we're trying to build a channel that takes people from one video to another video. And if you have a general channel with different topics all over the place or a gaming channel with multiple different types of games, it's really tough unless there is a theme among all of those different videos. As a quick example, what are the best weapons for different games? You know, you could focus on the best weapons or the best defenses for different types of video games. Now, it might work, it might not. Maybe you really do need to focus in on one game because if I'm looking for the best weapon for a specific game, I may not care about those other games. However, maybe your approach is going after the search audience. And if you can really build the reputation of your channel for the best weaponry for different types of video games and everybody knows to go to you and people are talking about you and you are found in search because your videos really do a good job and make the viewer happy, yes, that may work out. But again, it all depends on the type of traffic source that you're going after. But ultimately, I would suggest that it should be, if you really want to grow in the long term, again, a video that takes them to the next video. 
So your last two or three or four videos, maybe five videos, look back. They may all be similar, but there's probably one that has done best. And which one is that? Well, two factors that I would look at immediately that's very straightforward. First of all, what is the click-through rate of that topic? But you have to remember, the click-through rate really represents the topic, the thumbnail, and the title. And so it's that combination. So maybe look at those four or five videos and take a look at the one that got the best click-through rate. Does it have a really interesting, a very specific style or look to the thumbnail? Or what about the title? Is it a little more engaging than the other ones? The next metric, and by the way, there are some new metrics that YouTube has been rolling out, and I actually wanna go through a few of them near the end of this show. So hold on for that, because I think they will help you for your channel as a whole. But right now we're just talking about your next video. Next, before you launch your next video, Take a look at the retention rate of those videos. Which one kept people engaged the longest? And then take a look and see, are people staying engaged in the very beginning? Where did they drop off? Where are periods of time that they pretty much stayed stable? In other words, the line is horizontal across the graph and they're staying there, they're watching. What are those points? What are those topics? What are they related to? Maybe going through those videos, you'll see something common when there are spikes. Maybe it's a graphic that you use. Maybe it's a way in which you present information. Maybe it's something specific related to the types of videos that you create that's getting people's attention and encouraging them to rewind. So take a look at those retention graphs and see what is it that is going to keep people on your next video longer. One of the great things about being really focused on a topic is that in the beginning, we start making videos that honestly, other people have made, you've seen before, are not really that interesting, quite honestly, especially in the beginning, but that's okay. You're getting that part out of your system. But now, as we start moving forward into 10, 20, 50 videos or more, those general topics are covered. And now, we're starting to dig down deeper. Quite often, when I taught in the universities, and actually even in college, when I was in art school, the instructors, and I would also do this for my students, I would say, okay, write down a list of ideas. And quite often, when you're writing down that list of next ideas or first ideas for creating, and this includes your YouTube videos, those first ones, again, are, are just the stuff that's on top of your head that's easy, low-hanging fruit, things that, again, you've seen before or have appreciated somewhere else, somebody else has done, or just everybody has done. And it's okay to get those out of your system. But as you start creating more and more videos, you have to dig deep. And quite often, digging deeper makes you a little more creative. And you can come up with some really 
interesting topics, more interesting topics. You start to use the combination code and combine different ideas together, still related to the theme, but you're just starting to dig deeper. Maybe you can start looking in the comments. You can start with your comments and see what people are asking for. But also go to forums, maybe YouTube groups, and see what people are actually talking about and are really interested in. And you can make videos there. Before you make your next video, look at the trending tabs. Go to Google Trends, go to, to Twitter Trends. How about YouTube Trends? And take a look and see what is happening there. What is it that people are interested in now and that could maybe give your topic a little bit of a lift out of the gate? There are certainly tools such as TubeBuddy and vidIQ and MorningFame that can also help you dig down deeper. And one of the nice things about these tools is that they can quickly give you an idea if there's an actual audience for that topic. Because you may have a great idea, but there may not be an audience for that topic, especially if you're looking for a little bit of search engine support for your new video. However, if you have a really interesting kind of idea and it just grabs people's attention, you can certainly get some play in suggested videos. Suggested videos work really well for really interesting thumbnails and topics and titles that grab people's attention because in some, many cases, it doesn't even matter if they're interested in the topic. That's how some videos do really well. They're introduced to the topic because of such great thumbnails and, and so on. So we know the story. We know that that's really important. But obviously, if you want something to go far, it, people have to actually watch that video. Before you take the time to make another video, maybe really watch some of your videos and also watch some of your competitors' videos and see how they are using audio. See how they are editing and how they're using lighting in their videos. And how does it match up to your videos? Now, that doesn't mean you have to go out and buy new cameras and new lights and better sound, although I would buy sound equipment before I'd buy anything else just because, honestly, if, if you're going to watch a video and it has really bad sound, you're probably not going to watch it very long. But if it's the video is not great, but the sound is awesome, you probably watch it even longer. It's just one of those things. You have to have good sound. Sound is really a core foundation of video. So keep that in mind. Before you upload your next YouTube video, consider reviewing your video and possibly edit it a little bit more. Give it one more run through. Is there something that could be taken out to make it a little bit tighter. And the reason for this is because if there are parts that end up being repetitive or boring, people will drop off. If you think to yourself, well, they'll work their way through that because the great part afterwards is awesome, well, they don't know that. You know, within a matter of seconds, people will get bored and just turn a video off. Watch how you watch videos. Observe yourself. When do you click off? So if you can keep things going solidly with real good rhythm 
and people are engaged all the way through, that is a winning video. But again, if you have long periods of drawn out sections, just because you think it needs to be there, but it doesn't have to be there, chances are you're best to take it out. Narrow down your video, make it as tight as possible. Believe me, I'm as guilty of that as anyone. And I, and I do this and I narrow it down, but I know I have videos that I probably should have narrowed down even more. Before you upload your next video, also consider maybe the best time to upload your video. And that could be a little bit before when your viewers are on YouTube. The people who generally watch your videos, when are they on YouTube? You may ask yourself, how do you know that? Well, some of you know the answer to this, but maybe some of you don't. Under audiences, go to your YouTube studio. Under audiences, there is an area. It's very bright with purple if it's going well. And it's when your viewers are on YouTube. And it'll show you. You'll see areas where there are more solid brick purple blocks. And those are the times that most of the people who watch your channel, your videos specifically, are on YouTube. So I would recommend not to launch your video in the middle of that pack of purple times, but maybe a little bit before that. That would be a good time to get your video revved up, maybe an hour, maybe two hours before that. And so now it's being sent out there and your viewers are ready to go to watch that next video. Now there's a new metric that you might want to make note of just above your viewers when your viewers are on YouTube and that is returning viewers. You will see a couple lines. One is returning viewers and one is new viewers. And obviously you want a high number of returning viewers but if you have videos in which people are finding you on search you may have a much higher number of new viewers and they may not come back because they have found what they're looking for and moved on. They're not fans. However, if you're an entertainment channel, you probably have a higher number of returning viewers than those that just have more search-based channels who will have a lot more new viewers than returning viewers. In other words, the gap, the percentage between the two is much greater. You may have 10% returning viewers and so many new viewers if you're a search channel where maybe your new viewers are, let's sake of argument, a thousand and your returning viewers are six, seven, eight hundred. That would be a good sign of a successful entertainment channel, for example. No matter what, I would keep note of the returning viewers and try to increase that number. As much as you want new viewers, that shows in a sense that you're getting advertisers, but you want return viewers. The return viewers are going to grow your channel. So if you have 10 returning viewers, well, maybe you want to try to get to 20. And if you have 20, maybe 50, 50, 100, and really work on seeing what brings people back over a period of time. Now, the numbers I'm talking about right now say is over 28 days, or you could base it off of 90 days or even seven days. Before you launch your next video, Kind of going back to what I was talking about before, watch your videos. Watch them. Are you getting bored? Where can you do it better? Because if you have to re-upload a video, you're starting over again and you don't want to have to do that. 
you hate to watch your video and then realize, oh no, there was something wrong. <laughs> I have to change this. I can't keep this up. Take a look at your video and be very honest. Another thing you can do is share your video with friends. Send it to them via, say, a, using Dropbox or maybe another video service such as Vimeo. And just show them a copy of your video and get some feedback as to what you should be doing. Maybe you can do the same thing with your thumbnails and your headlines. Ask your friends, ask your family, associates. You could even test various thumbnails as well as headlines within, well, within social media. You could use polls. You could have three headlines in a Twitter poll, for example, or even YouTube polls and see what people click on before you launch your video. Do the same thing with thumbnails. You can advertise these things. You could use Google ads or Facebook ads to see and have people go to that, say, Vimeo video rather than your YouTube video before you launch it and see how that works. How do people react before you put it into the YouTube ecosystem? Yes, that takes more time, but guess what? Many of the YouTubers out there who are successful, well, they take more time and they double check things and they will sometimes just say, you know what? This one isn't worthy of my audience because you, you want to respect your audience and believe me, as someone who has done this more than once, and that is just doing it anyway and throwing something up there just to get something up there, get something out there. Through the years I've been on social media, I have most certainly have done that more times. And guess how often I was pleasantly surprised that it did well because I just took a shortcut. It's pretty rare. And even if it does work, it's so rare that all the times it didn't work just pales in comparison to the time it accidentally worked. Another thing I would consider before you upload is to check and see if you have a good playlist to put that video in. And when you share your video later, you can actually share that video in that playlist. And if people watch that video, there should be another video immediately, more likely recommended because it's in that playlist along with that video by YouTube. It really does increase the chances that YouTube will suggest your own video as the up next or as the next option and suggested if it's within that playlist. That data point really does help a lot. So look in your playlist and see if there is a place for that video in a playlist. And if not, then consider before you launch that video, create a playlist and add a video or two that is relevant to the video that you've just created. So there's a good chance that those videos would be suggested next by YouTube. And this is important because people watching one video is a really good signal to YouTube. But when people watch two videos or three videos, that's an even greater signal, meaning YouTube is more likely to promote more of your videos to that person on a regular basis well after the session that they're having with your channel now.
See, that's really important. We want people to be able to continue to watch our videos, usually from their homepage or as a suggested video as they continue watching on YouTube. You want one of your videos to be continuously surfaced as one of those options. And so when you can get people to watch more of your videos and more often, the chances are much greater that their homepage and their suggested is gonna be filled with your videos. If you ever really wanna see how that works, look at your own home feed. What is YouTube presenting to you? It's probably channels and similar videos based on topics and creators that you have already watched or have shown interested in related to that topic. That is the core of YouTube's job, is to figure out what is the next video somebody would like to see. So your job is to provide that video. And that's why before you launch your video, you need to check those boxes and make sure the next video is something that people are either searching for if you are trying to create a search channel, but if you're really trying to grow a big channel, that the video you're about to release is a video that people who've watched your last videos will appreciate. And if you can do that well by going through, launching it at the right time when your audience is there, making sure the headline is relevant to your audience and the thumbnail will grab your audience's attention and the description is filled out. And yes, put in those tags. Are tags highly important? No, but if YouTube gives you something to do, such as a card or an end screen, make sure you fill out those things too. Fill out everything that YouTube gives you. Don't skip any steps. There is a reason. It may be a small difference, but sometimes that small difference is all that's needed to catch a trend. You never know. Use what YouTube gives you. Hey, if you haven't done so recently, head on over to thetubeblog.com. That's where the Tube Labs podcast is hosted, as well as your favorite podcast listening, such as Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever your favorite place is. But this, this is the home place. You are more than welcome to put your YouTube channel and describe what it's about there and ask questions on the blog. Now, not a lot of people go there. Most people listen to the show elsewhere. But hey, this may be the time. If you ever want me to leave a comment about your videos, feel free to go over there. I can only do the first few at a time, but if there are a lot there, if there are a lot of people who end up going there, well, then most certainly other people can comment on your videos too. So that's what I'd recommend. And I'll be looking for your videos. If it doesn't show up immediately, maybe it got caught up in a filter, but don't worry, I'll make it live to allow other people to check you out too. So thetubeblog.com, hopefully I see you there.